Welcome to 5x5 Crypto. Each week, we cover the so what of five crypto developments in about five minutes. My name is Afo, and I'm interested in crypto. Like and subscribe on Substack, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. I think you'll enjoy this week's episode. Let's go. Hey, I'm back. I took a couple weeks off to recharge, and I actually surprised my wife with a beach getaway in the Caribbean. It was sunny, sandy, and we had so much fun. But unfortunately, I got pretty sick on our last full day. Now, it wasn't COVID. Thankfully, I'm fully vaccinated and I took precautions. But it was bad. Like, my doctor was like texting me and saying, the moment you land back home, go straight from the airport to the ER or the urgent care. So... It was pretty gnarly. Um, I'm finally feeling much better now. Um, fatigue's kind of gone away. So whew, I'm really thankful for modern medicine. But how is your summer? How are you doing? How have you been? Let me know. Always happy to hear from you. So while I was laying low, crypto kept on pumping and churning away. I'm really looking forward to highlighting five recent developments that grabbed my attention. Today, I'm also going to share some resources for you to explore and read. Let's go. News. Number one, BlockFi is under fire. Regulators in New Jersey and Texas and a growing number of states are challenging BlockFi's interest accounts. Now, BlockFi provides high interest savings accounts, think like 2 to 8% for stable coins and cryptocurrencies. The firm also allows you to like get collateral backed loans. Now, the regulators are alleging that these interest accounts are securities under state rules. BlockFi may need to cease operations in some states until they can obtain the appropriate registration. Boohoo! I've been a happy BlockFi customer for over a year now. This would be disruptive to customers like me. It could also be a big blow for BlockFi's IPO plans. Now, the implications could extend to other companies and fintechs seeking to offer similar products. I'm going to follow this really closely. Number two, high interest saving accounts going mainstream. I was really excited to learn about Compound Launching Treasury. Now, that's a business that would basically enable fintechs and banks to offer high interest savings accounts based off of stable coins to their customers. I'll give you some real talk. Like, I'm earning 0.4% APY on my cash savings at a bank. And what's crazy is that my bank, they're bragging that this is five times the national average. So... Get this, in June, the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics reported that the inflation rate was 4.5%. That sucks. So my savings aren't keeping up. Meanwhile, Compound's new offering would enable banks and fintechs to offer their customers 4% annual interest on USDC deposits. Now, to be clear, USDC is a stablecoin that is pegged to the value of a dollar. So one USDC is always equal to one dollar. 
4% is literally 10x what I'm getting at my bank, but it doesn't come without risk. Unlike dollar accounts that are insured by the FDIC to $250,000, I don't think the stablecoin accounts would be insured. Now, I still think it's a good product as long as you manage your exposure based on your risk tolerance. I'm really excited to see Compound Treasury help bring truly high interest rate to the masses. Let's go. Number three, Square is building a DeFi unit. So Jack Dorsey, if you didn't know, is one of my favorite CEOs. Anyway, he announced that Square is building a new business focused on DeFi. Right now, there's about $50 billion worth of value locked up in DeFi applications. Most of this value is on the Ethereum blockchain. But Square, Square is going to go focus on building its DeFi platform on Bitcoin instead. Now, if you're unfamiliar, DeFi refers to decentralized finance. So it uses smart contracts and blockchains to provide permissionless financial services to customers. Right now, we send money, make payments and trade through a series of middlemen like banks and brokerages and payment networks. And each of these players add significant costs. Sometimes they have limited hours of operation and they require permission. I mean, let's not forget a few months ago, Robinhood stopped its own users from trading specific securities. DeFi changes all that. Now, Square's new business unit is yet to be named, but I think it could be a big deal. Square could help scale it by leveraging its 36 million Cash App users and its hundreds of thousands of new vendors using its Square product. I think it's really easy to see how Cash App could add the ability for its users to take loans against their Bitcoin holdings, or you could leverage Tidal to become, to introduce new ways for us to purchase and earn income from music and frankly, other types of media. I'm really excited about it. It's not going to be easy, but I think we will look back and realize this was a big deal. Stay tuned. Number four, Stellar Eyes buying MoneyGram. Now, Stellar is a crypto network focused on cross-border payments. It is reportedly considering buying 81-year-old MoneyGram. Now, MoneyGram is one of the largest remittance companies in the world. This would be fascinating to see a crypto company acquiring an established traditional financial services company. Now, I'm guessing that Stella wants to leverage MoneyGram's reputation, presence in 200 countries, and 350,000 agents with last mile access to millions of of consumers. Personally, I have family across Europe, Africa, and North America. My family and I frequently move money across borders. Now, existing options are less than ideal. This is an area ripe for disruption. Consumers want cheaper, faster, and easier cross-border payments. Look, if Stella and MoneyGram can deliver that, then I'm all for it. Number five, Malaysia police steamroll over a thousand Bitcoin miners. Now, some folks in Malaysia 
acquire Bitcoin miners, no big deal. I have one too. Now, the problem is they got greedy and illegally tapped electricity from the local power authorities for free. They were basically stealing power. Now, eventually they were caught, arrested and prosecuted. Justice was served. But then the local police takes it a step further and uses a steamroller, a steamroller for crying out loud, to crush over a thousand perfectly functioning Bitcoin miners valued at over $10 million. Why would he do this? Why? I think the police should have auctioned off the machines to raise money for the local community. Each year, the US government raises billions of dollars by conducting over 300 auctions, selling seized or abandoned property. Maybe Malaysia could borrow a leaf from the US. Anyway, here's a video if you're curious. Now, time to explore. Uh, this week, we're gonna highlight two things which you can explore. Number one, Strike. Is Strike the best way to buy Bitcoin? So Strike kind of broke the internet when they announced that they're now only going to be charging 0.3% transaction fees on Bitcoin purchases. To put things in perspective, Coinbase charges up to 3.99%. Lately, I've been using Swan Bitcoin for my weekly Bitcoin purchases, and they charge anywhere between 0.99 to 2.29%. Simply put, Strike's new rates are a big deal and could help drive down fees for all consumers. Yes. Now, Strike is still in the beta mode and it's only limited to Bitcoin. So that means you can't buy other cryptocurrencies on the platform. If you'd like to get on the waiting list and earn $5, click over here and on, my own, on my code. Number two, choice. Buy crypto with retirement funds. Choice allows you to use some of your tax advantage retirement dollars to acquire digital currencies. Look, Bitcoin has been the best performing asset class of the past decade. If you are a long-term bull, then this might be something you might want to con consider. Right now, Choice has over 125,000 accounts and $18 billion assets under custody. They have a website where you can make your allocations and manage your portfolio. Choice recently announced that they will be launching an app. I'm excited to try it out. If you would like to join me on their waiting list, you could do so over here. Finally, read. There are so many good reads out there on the internet. Here are two which I've been digging through lately. Number one. Deconstruction CFI by Kraken. So Kraken is like the second largest US-based crypto exchange. And they've put out some pretty good research. If you're curious about how crypto lending platforms are able to offer high interest rates, then definitely check this out. Number two, Compass Mining, Risk versus Reward by Lynn Alden. So earlier this year, I became a Bitcoin miner. Lynn Alden is a great thinker. In this piece, she analyzes the risks versus the rewards of Bitcoin mining with Compass. Now, if you don't know, Compass is a white glove service that makes it super easy for regular non-technical folks like me and you to become miners. Check it out over here if you're curious. 
Thank you so much for making it this far. I know today was a bit of a longer uh, edition, but really enjoyed nerding out of this stuff with you. Let me know what you think. Have a wonderful week ahead. Bye for now.